Welcome, I'm your host, Jules DeVito, and you're listening to the Highly Sensitive Human Podcast, the show that offers an insight into the world of the highly sensitive person and helps those who identify with the traits of high sensitivity to feel more empowered and resilient without denying their authentic gifts. So welcome to this episode of the Highly Sensitive Human podcast. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a couple of topics that I feel really passionate about. And this is really where I merge my background in transpersonal psychology and transpersonal coaching and working with highly sensitive people. So I'm going to be talking about trauma And this relationship between trauma and awakening. So we can understand this as spiritual awakening or psycho-spiritual growth and how this relates to being sensitive and then our experiences of trauma as highly sensitive people. So as highly sensitive people, we do feel things deeply and our emotional experiences can be really diverse and even complex at times. So we're likely to feel both the highs that come from positive experiences, feelings of elation and intense joy, as well as the overwhelming despair that can come when we're navigating more challenging life experiences. So this ability to experience such a wide variety of emotions is thought to have advantages and disadvantages for highly sensitive people. So when we're placed in nourishing or healthy environments, then we're more likely to flourish and thrive and seize opportunities available to us. So research has shown that highly sensitive people who spend more time in toxic environments, especially in childhood, are more vulnerable to the impact of trauma and mental or emotional struggles such as depression or anxiety. So again, research suggests that this has, these are disadvantages of being highly sensitive. However, what I want to talk about today is how an ability to feel into the depth of our suffering can paradoxically be a gift and a a superpower for highly sensitive people. And it can be supportive of our individual and collective healing. So, of course, you know, it's human nature for us to want to move away from mental, emotional or physical suffering. We often find ourselves moving around or trying to get over our pain as quickly as possible. And you might find yourself wondering if other people struggle with the same level of emotional intensity that you do. Uh, You might ask yourself if other people are wondering about uh, the world being too much or I know that I find myself looking out into the world and assuming that many people are making their way through life with a greater degree of elegance and grace. So I also, as a highly sensitive person, feel things to the extreme. And so like a constant stream, my emotions are evolving and emerging in this continuous ebb and flow. And I have often felt this to be both a blessing and a burden of being highly sensitive. And this depth of connection and awareness 
for me has uh, has resulted in experiences of awe, deep gratitude, and an appreciation for the nature of reality. And at the same time, I have also been submerged in grief, uh, emotional pain, suffering, and I've struggled a lot with those more negative emotions, uh, struggled with finding purpose and meaning or hope. And those are things which are of great value to me as a highly sensitive person. So in those darker times, you know, this ability to connect with that sense of wonder, which I can experience, can feel like this distant, ungraspable vision. So for many of us as highly sensitive people, we may have been impacted by significant trauma, consumed by grief, or found ourselves lost in the depth of depressive episodes. So we might understand these challenging experiences as mental illness, or we might pathologize them, or even perceive them to be confirmation of our vulnerability and label them as the disadvantages of being highly sensitive. However, like I said, I believe that, you know, sometimes feeling the depth of our wounds and even the collective wound of earth is an important process. It's an initiation of some kind that can propel us onto a significant path of healing and transformation. So it's by navigating these periods of darkness that we actually learn to access our gifts and soul purpose. So from this perspective, we can understand grief, depression, anxiety, or other forms of mental, emotional, or physical struggle through this spiritual lens. And instead of them being an illness, and and that's not to take away the difficulty of these experiences, but instead of labeling them as illnesses we can uh, see them as a type of crisis and through that crisis there's also this opportunity to emerge and heal so the depth of processing and emotional receptivity of highly sensitive people can easily lead one to uh, a spiritual crisis And at the same time, if we navigate these um, types of crises with the right resources in place, then they can become a spiritual emergence and be profoundly transformative for highly sensitive people. So as already mentioned, the environment that we live in has an impact on all of us. But for those of us who are highly sensitive, we are affected even more so by the world around us. And this is because, you know, it's been proven through brain scanning research and through extensive uh, neurobiological research over the years that we do process the world differently. We process the world deeply. We are sensitive to subtleties in our environment. And we do have high levels of empathy. And these traits can have a really positive uh, outcome or impact when we're in nourishing or nurturing environments where we're likely to flourish and thrive. 
But like I said, if we are in a highly toxic or chaotic or traumatic environment, then this is very difficult. And this is especially difficult for highly sensitive children, as children were like sponges and we absorb the energy, emotions and behaviors of others. And this in toxic environments, this can have a negative impact on how we regulate our nervous system. And this is where it can cause mental, emotional or physical difficulties as children and later in life. So I've been interested in this topic of trauma and its relationship to highly sensitive people for a long time. And so first of all, looking at what our definition of trauma is, what experiencing trauma actually means, how trauma impacts us as highly sensitive people, and what the the overlap or relationship is between the traits of HSP and the symptoms of trauma. So I'm also really passionate about exploring how experiences of trauma, like I said, can lead to these type of psycho-spiritual awakening experiences or psycho-spiritual growth. So I'm really inspired by the work of of, uh, Gabor Mate, who tells us that trauma is not what happens to us, but it is our response to an environmental situation. So trauma is how we respond to the situation. And it's, it happens when a situation is beyond our capacity to handle at that time. So we often associate, uh, associate trauma with major crises, such as the death of a loved one, a car crash, natural disaster, physical abuse. And of course, these events fall under the umbrella of significant trauma. But there is also a range of more subtle forms of trauma which often get ignored. And these um, these are because they're more subtle and they're difficult to label and they can often remain hidden. Uh, so as an example, prolonged ne- neglect as a child or living in an empty or chaotic environment for long periods of time, poverty, emotional abuse or subtle and persistent bullying. So whatever the experience, if it's too much for an individual to process or handle, then our survival instinct will kick in. And so we either fight or flee the situation. And when we can't do either of those, we learn to freeze. And in more extreme versions, we dissociate. So interestingly, there is wisdom in this trauma response. It acts to keep us safe. Bezel van der Kolk, who has spoken a lot about uh, trauma, says that dissociation is adaptive. It allows relatively normal functioning for the duration of the traumatic event and then leaves a large part of the personality unaffected by the trauma. So it, like I said, it does have, um, there is wisdom in the trauma response, but what happens is that when Uh, we stay in this traumatic response for a prolonged period of time when we're in this state of disconnect. Trauma becomes a chronic disruption of connection with our true self and also with source. And when we're living in this constant state of survival, we're in the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight, flight and freeze response, then we, we might 
eventually merge with this identity and with our wounding. So we believe that this is the truth of who we are. And healing from trauma is remembering that the traumatized state is not who we are. It's a patterned response generated from childhood or later in life to make us feel safe. So as highly sensitive people, we have specific traits As mentioned, the ability to process information and our environment deeply, becoming overstimulated by our environment, having high levels of empathy and a sensitive to subtleties in our world. This means that our sympathetic nervous system is very easily activated under times of stress. So this is why as highly sensitive people, we might be more prone to the impact of trauma. And so the the perspective that I'm trying to give today on this is not that these experiences are not extremely difficult to go through, and I'm not in any way trying to negate the, the challenges and the difficulties that we face when we're going through mental, emotional, spiritual um, crises. And at the same time, knowing that these challenges can be an opportunity for us to turn towards our pain and suffering. And this is where the uh, the awakening can occur. So I'm going to talk more about that now. So after living through prolonged periods of suffering or undergoing a significant traumatic event, yeah, it's really common for us to become consumed by our wounding, like I said. And we often believe that we're these wounded parts and they are the truth of who we are. So we might feel empty, trapped, alone, depressed, numb or anxious. We might feel afraid or in a state of hypervigilance. We might believe our wounding is our core self and because we have become so identified with it. So healing from our trauma is really a journey of bearing witness to these wounded parts and recognizing that they're not the truth of who we are, but instead they are parts of us that have been split off from our core essence in an attempt to handle the trauma. So healing is a process of offering these wounded parts of ourselves compassion and integrating them into our psyche without uh, becoming consumed by them. So let's just talk a bit more about uh, the ego and what we mean by the ego and how this relates to uh, trauma and psycho-spiritual awakening or growth. So our ego has an important and significant function and we need it to uh, stay stable and secure, have a secure sense of self. And at the same time as described in Buddhism, uh, and I talk about Buddhism because this is a large part of my background in mindfulness and meditation and the learning that I've undertaken over the years, our egoic self or the I identity is not our true self. So many spiritual traditions talk about connecting with the truth of who we really are. And this is something that is beyond this separate sense of self or the egoic self. So, for example, through the practice of mindfulness, we're learning to observe or become the witness to our thoughts, beliefs and habits and reconnect with the true self Um, and know that this exists beyond the limitations of our ego. So our true self, or we might call it our soul, uh, 
our soul can be understood in many different ways or in many different interpretations of the soul, but we can understand it as uh, a part of us which is interwoven with this collective and unified field of consciousness. So connecting with our true self is about bringing ourselves back into alignment with the collective whole and recognizing that we're not separate from each other, but we are each an individual expression of this collective whole, this collective consciousness. So trauma can have a pivotal role in our ability to go beyond our individual separate ego identity and connect with our core essence. Um, And a remembering of our core essence can be understood as a spiritual or peak experience in a way. And if embodied by us, then this can lead to a permanent change of being. And this can lead to a spiritual awakening of, of some kind. So these experiences that I'm talking about can occur through practices such as meditation, mindfulness, yoga, when in nature, on retreats, through dance, uh, trans states, and much more. And we can also experience um, this kind of spiritual emergence or awakening as a result of trauma. And that's really what we're talking about today. So the reason is, the reason why this occurs is because trauma often results in splitting and disowning of parts of ourselves. And this can cause a sudden or in other cases, a more gentle breaking down and opening of our ego. And in extreme cases, this is labeled as a breakdown, psychosis, or it might be pathologized as other forms of mental illness. But these experiences of breaking open can also be an opportunity for us to encounter profound and significant growth and healing and transformation. So in this way, trauma becomes a gateway and our wounds a portal in which our true nature is revealed. So when we enter our wounds, we enter spaces within ourselves which are often absent of love or filled with grief, pain or a sense of emptiness. And it's in these spaces where the cracks emerge and we can start to move beyond our pain and trauma. And an opening often occurs, which we might experience as a softening or we stop resisting and begin to move into a place of surrender and um, a sense of acceptance and welcoming of our our pain. And this is a really difficult place to be and it can be really Uh, difficult to surrender to those experiences but from my personal experience that is where the profound shift and uh, transformation has has happened Um, so according to Christina and Stanislav Grov who are pioneers in this work of uh, spiritual emergence and they talk about spiritual emergency uh, or spiritual crises They say that many of the conditions which are currently diagnosed as psychotic and treated by suppressive medication are actually difficult stages of a radical personality transformation and of spiritual opening. If they are correctly understood and supported, these psychospiritual crises can result in emotional and psychosomatic healing remarkable uh, psychological transformation and conscious uh, evolution. So it can be common for us to want to suppress or deny our suffering and trauma and this sense of moving away or numbing from these difficult experiences. And I believe that if we try to move away or numb them, 
And this can also take us away from significant opportunities to heal. So as the Joseph Campbell quote refers to, it's by going down into the abyss that we recover the treasures of life. Where you stumble, there lies your treasure. And I love this quote, and I think it's so powerful because, again, it's a remembering that when we go into our suffering, where we experience experience challenges, there, there is where the transformation can occur. So there's also this concept of the dark night of the soul, and this is a metaphor to describe a phase of extreme depression or loneliness or sadness or loss of interest in life. And we might start to question our beliefs and a sense of meaning or purpose, especially in relationship with the spiritual or divine. And this dark night can involve uh, the shedding of a particular way of being, a letting go of familiar relationships and lifestyles. So this can undoubtedly bring feelings of isolation, suffering or depression. And at the same time, a more fulfilling reality can emerge through this type of rebirthing process. So this dark night can also be understood as a meaningful experience, a process of psychological and spiritual transformation rather than illness or pathology. So this also relates to something I talk a lot about, which is this concept of the wounded healer. And I believe that many highly sensitive people are drawn to the path of healing or helping others. And I've come across many people who relate strongly to the path of the wounded healer. The wounded healer um, experiences and overcomes significant challenges in their life and then can step into the role of being a guide or counselor, coach, healer, or visionary for others. So when we have directly experienced something challenging, we can eventually hold this space for others who are going through the, uh, very similar experiences. So to see the gift or potential behind our trauma and wounds is not an easy task. And it's also not something we can force or do when we're in that space of darkness and I'm not suggesting we do this either we don't need to force our way through our challenges but I believe there is great power when we remember to trust and surrender to the ebb and flow of our emotional experiences to the cycles of these uh, experiences so it's in this place where we can reclaim our gifts of sensitivity embrace the richness and diversity of what it means to be human. So as highly sensitive people, we have a strong and innate drive for truth, a desire to seek out greater connection with our divine nature. And it's my experience that because we are more prone to the trauma and the breaking open that can come from this, we're also more likely to enter this portal in which we can encounter a connection with our divine nature. So what's crucial is that we continue to lean into uh, these challenges and to communicate compassionately and build relationships with the parts of us that are wounded and are in pain. And it's crucial that we move towards our wounds rather than away from them. So this is a continuous journey 
And as highly sensitive people, we can be more prone to want to numb out or block these experiences because we feel so easily overwhelmed. Yet I really encourage us to continue very gently and compassionately leaning into these struggles with with compassion like I said so we're not forcing it we're not uh yeah being uh forceful with these challenges but we're gently learning through a compassionate mindfulness practice to observe what we're experiencing and I believe this is where our absolute healing and transformation lies and whereas highly sensitive people we can move from this sense of feeling wounded to feeling awakened and empowered in ourselves. So I hope this episode has been insightful and helpful and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your perspective on this um, topic of trauma and awakening and uh, what it means for you. So please get in touch and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me this week on Highly Sensitive Humans. Make sure to visit my website, highlysensitivehumans.com, where you can subscribe to the show and find out more about my upcoming workshops, my online eight-week course, and where I also offer one-to-one coaching for highly sensitive people. And if you found value in the show today, I'd really appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply share this episode with your friends or other highly sensitive people, that would help support this podcast. 